Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> you know, I, 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 there is a oh! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est bon, You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked the young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast. After a couple of Montreal Canadiens losses, the Canadians bounce back and beat the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo by a score of three to two. And that's the way you start a four-game road trip, I guess. Samuel Montembo, my friend, I have never seen you play better. 43 stops. For Montembeau, I'm not going to say he stole one tonight for the Canadians because they did score three goals and they did battle, but clearly he was the most important player on the ice. He was the best player on the ice, 43 saves. He fought Fierla. If you think of Montembeau a year ago and you think of Montembeau one year later, that is by far the best game that he's played as a Montreal Canadian. He's never played a better game in the National Hockey League than that. Uh, who knows? Maybe he may never. For his sake, I hope he will. But this kid, I got to tell you, you know, as much as everyone says he's a number two or he's a 2B or he's a three, you have to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He is a battler. He is a gamer. He is a fighter. And that's the kind of culture that you want in your hockey team, especially when you're going through a rebuild. There's not a lot of people that thought the Canes would pick up a lot of points on this road trip. And some didn't even give them two points. They gave them four losses and four games. But uh, now we know that they're at least going to have two points to show for it and um, a big win, a big win by the Montreal Canadiens in Buffalo. Uh, you know, for the players' morale, of course, you don't want to have losing streaks go on for an extended period of time, and they do it. The SICK Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. You're watching me round right now live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on Twitter. And if you're watching on either Facebook or Twitter, because you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I would encourage you to do so. Um, Agnello fixed the video. Are some of them that are coming in? It says we have a bad video. I don't know what's going on. Um, on my end, it looks fantastic. And by the way, for someone who just got that, who just commented, the uh, cheap camera, yeah, uh, it's a 4K camera, and it costs more than some people's cars. So I can guarantee you that the camera is not cheap. Believe me when I tell you that. It's a uh, it's a Sony, and it's a top of the line 4K camera. And so it's uh, there's clearly something going on. Agnello, if we can bring you in before we get to George Lorac, Agnello. Hey Tony, are you, how are you? Very good. Are you seeing my camera blurry? 
I don't think it's the camera. I think it's the internet. I don't think it's the camera. Uh, okay. It's okay. It's not the camera. It's the internet. Okay. Hold on a second here. Let me see something here. The beauty of uh, doing these shows live. This is what it's. Uh, this is what it's all about. You know. This is the way it goes down. Exactly. All right. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, okay. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Big George is waiting. Why don't I get off? We bring in our backup, the way you go to a backup goaltender. Yeah. We bring in Matt O'Han. Matt, are you there? Can we? Oh, I'm here, Tony. All right. Okay. So uh, look at it. It's as if I'm a goalie with a, a pat problem right now. I'm going to bring you in. And why don't you take over with George Iraq? I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. So without further ado. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Go out. Get out of here. So without further ado, we do bring in George Larac from BPM Spoke. George, how are you? You know what? You know what's amazing is that both times that I've been talking to you guys, the Montreal Canadian won. So we're two and zero every time I come on a sick podcast. So because we're superstitious, right? I am anyway. So I might have to come more until uh, they lose because right now, you know, when something works, you got to keep it going. So. Uh, I'm in a great mood, the fact that once again, when I'm talking to you guys, they won again. Well, that's what I wanted to start with that because, you know, when we watch the game and when Jeff Skinner scores that goal and then the Buffalo Sabres just take over, what, what are you thinking as a player in that moment? Because the Sabres in the second period, they looked like they were dominating the game. You know, the stat sheet might not show it, but it looked like they were in control of that period. Uh, you know, they weren't controlling, and Montreal knows that they stole one in Buffalo because, you know, Montembeau kept the team in, in the game. And that's the difference. You know, you always say that you just you just want to have a goalie that gives you a chance to win. Obviously, Martin St. Louis, you know, yeah, he's going to be happy that they won, but not the way that they did because if you play a lot of games like this, you know, allowing so many quality shots, you're not going to win most of the games. So, you know, Montembeau stole one for them tonight, but still, the fact that the first game on the road with a lot of young corp like this, young defenseman corp like this, Goulet scored his first goal. You know, that's amazing. After Jack and Goulet did, um, you know, and, and, and they're fearless. They're on the road. They have nothing to lose every game that they're playing. And to do what they did tonight, first game on the road trip, when a lot of people thought that maybe they were going to get two points out of eight in this road trip, it's awesome for the confidence to just start this way. But, you know, they're going to have to play better because, uh, you know, you're not going to win many games if you allow that many shots. Sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instincts and live their passions in order to make their mark. George, you said a key word there. You said fearless. And you talked about Caden Gooley. You know, on that Jeff Skinner goal, he gets, you know, he gets a little bit embarrassed. And, you know, he comes out in the third period, scores that goal. What kind of mental toughness do you have to have as a rookie playing in, you know, your eighth game in the NHL to come back and score a goal, score a big goal like that after making a pretty, pretty big error? Well, you know, since training camp, we've been saying that this guy is playing like a veteran. It's amazing the stuff that he's doing in the first year. He's going up and down the ice. He skates well. He reminds me of Scott Niedermeyer, the way that he's skating with the puck. He's so fluid. And it's just going to get better. And, you know, Skinner's goal was sick. You know, you went under the bar. Like, it, it was a goal score goal. You know, so, yeah, he, he lost an edge there. Like, he lost a bit. And then he beat him there. And he beat Montembeau. It was a great goal. But, 
But again, a good player doesn't let mistake like cut up to him and plays bad the rest of the game. You knew that that, that that this guy, the way that he plays, play like veteran. What do veterans do when they make a mistake? They try to get it back. And what does he do? He scores one timer. I thought it was Cofield at first. I know it was not on Cofield's side, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, who's that? Hoffman? No, it was Goulet, man. It, it was amazing. It, like, what could we more say about this guy that's going to be a top one or two defenseman for Montreal Canadian for, for the next 10 years? It, it's amazing uh, what he's doing. And, and this old de- young defenseman corps, it's crazy what they're doing right now. Because to be playing for 500 with four rookies, you know, because... Uh, Kovacevic also pretty much a rookie too. So you look at all that and the way that they're doing right now, nobody was expecting that. It's amazing. And and if Mot- and you think with Motombo, I, I, we have to point this out. Last year, a lot of people forgot that he needed surgery last year. He was hurt. He finished the season while he was hurt because there was no one else to go in that. So, you know, he got fixed in the summer. He came back healthy. And now we're, we're watching the real Montembeau right now, the way that he's playing. We've been talking since the beginning of the season because of the situation of price. What are we going to do next year for the future for goalie? But he's young. And if he keeps playing this good, maybe the Montreal won't be so, um, so rushed to find a goalie, you know, for the young, young, like, young players that they have right now building for the future. So uh, things are looking really good right now. And again, it's eight games into the season. Mm. Usually after 10 games, that's when really teams are, uh, are really like, like uh, wrapped up and ready, ready to go because it takes a while for everything to gel in. So it's, it gets easier after the first 10 games. Montreal, usually year after year, if you look at their stats, they do really good in the first 10 games. But again, you know, if they play for 500 this year, it's going to be a win, considering the fact that they finished last last year. But unfortunately, people like Tony... Uh, they'll be very ha- unhappy if uh, they play for 500 because he's going to talk again about the no man's land and he's going to be all upset again. You should be upset about the fact that he gets his internet connection at the Dollarama. Yes. <laughs> That's why even though he just connected again, we can't see him. You because can't see you me? Enter- you're getting, yeah, we could see you, but it's so fuzzy. It's like you're getting dial-up internet thing. That wow. It's Listen. so bad that we can't see you. I, I don't know what's going on because because I'm actually on hardwired right now. I'm on hardwire. I'm directly from my modem actually into my uh into my laptop. So I, am I blurry again? Are you guys serious? Oh yes, you are. You, yeah, you Tony, are you so need blurry. to oh it's it's clearing up a little bit, I think. Be- because uh, no, I no, 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 no. Oh, no. I thought it was for a second, but oh, no, you, you need you need to trade up I, your Fisher Price laptop, man. You know what? I, 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 first of all, you're one to talk, okay? So now I listen. I could talk back to you because if you were in my face, I wouldn't say anything because you're bigger than me and stronger than me, and you'll give me a beating. But from afar, I can get in a few words, even though I'm going to see you tomorrow morning at BPM Spawn. I want to tell you something. I like you okay. better from your car, okay? I like you better from your car. Go back in your car and continue to do the show from your car. I'll be back out. Somebody told me I have to, uh, what do I have to do again with my router? I have to, uh, Tony, do you have, uh, unplug your modem, plug it back in, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, We're going to do that again. All right. I'll be back. All right. See you, Tony. (laughs) That is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. You scared him off. You scared him off. Yeah. You know, you know. 
you'd think he'd get a better internet connection. But anyway, yeah, actually, I, I, the I, sick podcast is for sick internet from Tony. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Tony. And you know, it's funny. I'm usually the one with the with the internet problems, but now it's him. But the, no, it's uh, listen. Tony's been giving Yellow and I uh, heart attacks all day. So why not? Uh, why not some more? But just uh, back to the game, George. You know, you mentioned Samuel Montembeau, and you know, you've all, we've also seen Jake Allen a fair bit, and I, I feel like a lot of people. You know, when you're comparing them to price because of who's been there for so long, it, it's not fair to do that because those, those two goaltenders, while they're obviously not carry price, they they're still very good goaltenders in their own right. And I feel like the team could see it in the way that they're playing, they're getting more comfortable in playing in front of them on a night in and night out basis. Well, you know, first of all, for years. Uh, you know, Montreal, like, it's been, you know, like, the way they would do good is depending on price. Price would be dictating if they're going to win or lose, right? You got so used to having the best goalie in the game. He was the best goalie in the game when he was healthy that, you know what? You didn't have to worry about anything else. He played most of the games, and then you didn't have to worry about anything. If he was on top of his game, you are going to win. You didn't even care if you were outshot. But now, the reality is, price is gone, and the players, they know that, so now they have to play differently. Thing is, you know, when you have the best goalie in the game for a long time, you have to adapt. There's an adaptation to do because now you're realizing that if you make too many mistakes, you're not going to get saved like you were before. And because if you look today in the NHL, you know, we're talking about price. Well, how many price are in the NHL today? Chesterkin and Vasilevsky, that's it. You know, mm. it's not like it used to be. Now you see tandems. Good teams now have two good goalies. And then the, the number one, the number two goalie could do the job as well too, because it's so demanding to be a goalie now that you have to be really careful because if you bank everything on your number one goalie and he gets hurt and you have nothing in number two, you're done. And now a lot of teams are like prefer to put money up front, uh, you know, in their demon court and having a goalie that not a ten necessarily a ten million dollar goalie, but if you have a really good defenseman corp then you don't need a goalie that has to save you every game. So, And, you know, I think for years, Montreal built their team around their goalie too much. And because of that, you know, there wasn't enough around him. There wasn't enough protection around him. There's too many quality chances that they were getting, but they were getting saved by the goalie. People used to go to Bell Center to see the goalie making save other than seeing goal scorers scoring goals, you know. That was the mentality for so many years. And now it's slowly changing. And people are realizing slowly that this team is going to be able to win, even if they don't have the best goalie in the NHL. And, and, and it's great. That's how you built the team. And now it's a matter of, okay, the young kids are coming up. The young kids are, like, they're getting better every year. But now you have to know, like, for your back and what you're going to do, what you're going to do for the future. It's good that they give an extension to, to Jay Callen because right now it kind of stabilized the back end with these two. But still, there's going to be big decisions to do. And, and, you know, and if, if Montalbo keeps on and playing as good as he did tonight all year, because, again, he did play good the last two games. We have to retrade the fact that last game he was very good too. They went back with Allen because he was giving birth and then he had a tough game, but no, they went back with him. So he does deserve another start. But I hope he keeps playing this way and, and show everyone that he deserves to be part of this rebuilding future because we know that in two or three years, this team is going to be very good. 
Well, that's it. And, and you know, I think uh, someone who's helping along that, uh, that process on the back end and, and to a really pleasant surprise to everyone, because I feel like when the signing happened, you know, everyone was more on the critical side. And I'm talking about da- uh, David Savard. And I mean, what a game, you know, two assists. But, but beyond that, I think that's going to really help a player like Caden Gooley. Uh, you know, he's playing with him or just even being in the dressing room with a Jordan Harris. Th- that's really going to help those types of guys because, you know, we all know the season the Canadians are in for. Yeah, they're four and four right now. But like you said, we're only eight games into the season. There, There's going to be some rough patches. But to have a guy like that go out there and lead the team and block shots, you know, putting himself out there, making those good first passes, taking risks that he doesn't characteristically take, that's going to go a long way for the player's development, at least I think. Well, you know, talking about Davy Savar, um, the number one thing that we have to realize is, you know, if you look at four rookie defensemen on a team, and obviously the goal when the season started was not to have four guys because Madison and Edmondson was going to be there. Edmondson was carrying an A in his jersey. Madison and Edmondson were, going to, were supposed to be the guy that was going to be helping out those young D-men that were there, right? We kind of under-experienced. Uh, Chris Latin said so many great things about Madison, how good that he was, how sad he was to see him go. Edmondson, you know, having him back was going to be really good for Gouley and all these guys, and they're not there. So Savar stepped in in a role that Madison and Emerson was going to be. He comes in, he, he mentors these guys. Look at the way that they're playing right now with lots of confidence. Second, the NHL in block shot. And obviously, block shot is not a popular statistic that people are like, oh, wow, look at the shot that he blocked. Look at what he's done. No fans are really looking at this stats and be like, they're amazed because of that. But you know what? There's the players that are amazed when you block and shot. Every time you block shot, you sacrifice your body. When you go back to the bench, players give you a tap. They recognize the sacrifice that you're taking for the team. You take a bullet for the team every time you block a shot because, man, people are shooting hard and it hurts even if you have equipment. And he's sacrificing his body. And that is inspiring the other young men, corps that are doing the same. Harris is blocking shots now. Everybody is blocking shots. And it's because of Savar. And his two assists tonight are a bonus because we know he's not known for that. But in a tight game like this where, well, tight game because Motabo did good. But a game like this that you want to steal the game there, you want to reward your goaltending by, you know, like giving your, your team a chance to win. Well, David Savar with two assists was one of the guys that helped Motabo get this steal in Buffalo. So I'm happy that he got rewarded with the mentorship and all the block shots that he's doing. Because, you know, guys that block shots all the time don't often get recognized. But tonight, offensively, he did. And, uh, you know, the, pet, the, the assist on the winning goal on the one-timer by Anderson, well, that was deflected by Gallagher, a floater. But still, it doesn't matter. It went in. We didn't get overtime this time. And uh, they get the first one on, on the road. And, uh, you know, we talk about Montabo, but David Savoy had a lot to say about it, too. And we've talked about Montembeau, we've talked about Savard, we've talked about Gouli. That's where I wanted to go next. You said his name. Talk about a guy who puts his body on the line for years now for this team, Brendan Gallagher. He looks refreshed this season. He looks great. 
finally the hard work is paying off with two goals. Like you said, you know, a couple floaters, but hey, it, it doesn't matter. Those those went in the back of the net and it helps yeah. the team. So he scores two goals. What does that do for a player that went through a season like he did last year? And and now he has a game like that where he started off the season very good, not much to show for it, but finally he gets rewarded for all his hard work. See, the thing with Gallagher is that nobody ever going to question the heart of this man because he has a heart of gold. And, you know, every time he steps on the ice, he gives everything that he has. Um, The thing, though, is that after he got his contract, the the one thing that we're all worried about is his body, right? Because he does have the heart of gold, but the the type of game that he plays, he's too small to play that type of game. So we were all wondering if last year, the first year of his contract, that looked already heavy because of his injury and his production that was not going to be before. Because as you know, in the NHL, we're paying for what you've done before and not what you're going to do. And he got paid $7 million a year because of his two seasons of 30 goals. But not, and, and I don't think he's going to do that again. But still, you know, you are the guy from the past and then sometimes a mistake. So... I'm looking at, I, I'm, if I'm Gallagher, the heart of this team for so long, and, and I was going to get this C, and then Weber came in, Weber got this C, and when Weber's going to be gone, I was going to have this C. We, we, we talk about Cofield and Suzuki's team. We talk about young, all the young guys. He's there. Gallagher's there. He's been carrying this team for, like, years. You're supposed to be the captain. Now, you know, is a, you know they give it to Suzuki rightfully because the future of this team. He comes there. Everybody's saying that his body's done, his contract is too heavy. He comes in with a chip on his shoulder showing to everyone that, no, 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 I'm still here and I could still contribute. So I do hope he gets 30 goals this year. I doubt it, but I hope that he does because the only thing with him is his body. You know, it's eight games into the season. He's going to be able to play a full season again. He's going to be able to the wear and tear for a small player like that, that crash and bang, you know. Suzuki and Cofield, they don't play that same style. They're finesse players that avoid check, and they're really good. But Gallagher has to run into goalie. He has to get a hit. He has to sm- smile at guys to get hit in the face. He, he, he bangs. He runs all over the place. Like, he's a bulldozer, you know, in, in a child's body. So because of that, in an two-game season, you know, it's harder on him physically. So I hope that uh, this year you'll get lucky with injuries and he'll be able to have a bounce back year. But it's just that, you know, the wear and tear of playing the NHL for so many years like comes back and haunt you, especially for small guys. So I hope that he has really good numbers this year, but uh, it's going to be tough to do what he's done before. Yeah, I think those numbers, you know, we used to talk about 30 goals is a given for Brandon Gallagher. You know, can he hit 35? Now I feel like that number is going more towards 20, which is unfortunate, but it's just the nature of the beast. Um, yeah. we, we've, we've talked a lot of positives. I want I want to get to some negatives, you know, and, okay. and you know, the the first one has got to be it, it's been the story of the season, eight games in, and it was the story of last season. It's been the story forever. I think you know where I'm going with this. We're going to the power play. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, they come out of the gate with two quick ones, and, and you know, you're thinking, wow, Montreal's got them on their heels. They're gonna get one here. This is the time, you know. They're Buffalo's reeling, and and just two clean kills by the Sabers. You know, eventually something's got to give. What have you been seeing on the power play that, you know, they, they just keep trying and it just it's just not working? Well, to start, um, 
the good thing about the, the one positive thing about the thing that the power play is not working. The power play is terrible. They have one goal in what? Um, uh, 25 tries, something like yeah, that. Something, something, something like this. Like and they're playing for 500. Because you win games because of power play. If the power play was doing good, Montreal would be above 500, which is crazy when you're looking at that. So the good thing is, if you, power play, you only have one goal in power play, so you're going to season, you play for 500. Man, it, you know, it shows that at least you're competing five against five because, you know, it, 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 it is something. Also, if you want to look at some key elements, why, why is white man there? White man is supposed to be there to help the power play. He's not. So for me, he has to be the one man out when Edmondson comes back, not Jack Eye, because, you know, he's supposed to help the power play. Uh, Dadanov, I hope to never see him there again. Uh, you know, I know that with his $5 million that he's making, uh, we try to build his value up so we could trade him at a deadline to hope, to hope getting a pick for him. It's over. Uh, there's, I don't see any teams wanting to get this guy hoping to win the Stanley Cup with. He's done. He should go to the waivers. And then you look at some other guy like Hoffman, Dwayne, these guys. If these guys are not producing, you got to try the kids. You got to try someone else. Like, for example, I know that Martin St. Louis said that he wants to go slow with Slavkovsky. Well, you know what? Slavkovsky is bread and butter, uh, was also the power play. Mm. Uh, what do you have to lose trying somebody else new since you're not scoring anyway? You know, players playing a power play you have to realize that it's a privilege to be in a power play. If it's not functioning, you get them out and you put someone else. You put, force them to have urgencies in their game. Because it makes no sense. You can't be this good five on five scoring goals and in power play, not sacrificing yourself and finding ways to put puck to the net to get him to function. So, and, and we know that Martin St. Louis, you know, had an amazing career, great offensive player. I'm pretty sure that with, uh, you know, coaching staff, he's working on the power play and stuff, but he's not playing it. But it's just that some of the plays, some of the things that we've seen for some of the players, they're taking the spot for granted. There's no urgency in their game enough. You know what? I just pulled them out and put other players in it and stuff and see what they could do. Well, that and and you said one of the names I was thinking of uh, right off the bat, which was Mike Hoffman. You know, he takes, uh, you know, he gives up the puck on a on a kind of pretty late. I forget if it was a power play or not, but it was in the second period. And you know, he may, tries to make a cross a cross zone pass, gets picked off right away, and then at the end of the other end of the ice, takes a cross checking penalty. And and it just goes back to the confusion of, you know, I get you're trying to find the the third guy to play with Caulfield and Suzuki, but I think everyone everyone in the city could have told you that, that Mike Hoffman wouldn't have been that guy. So I, I guess the question is, what's going through a coach's head when you're putting a guy like that out there when, yeah, I guess he had an okay game against Minnesota – but I don't think he was very deserving of that spot, to be honest. Well, to be honest with you, uh, they, the Montreal, like, they haven't found a player to play with those two guys yet. You know, right now, they're, they're alternating. They, they're putting, uh, you know, they put Hoffman there. They, they might switch guys to put there. But the goal was to obviously have Stavskowski there. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it shows that for his development, he, he, he may need a bit more time to be ready to eventually be a, a top number one line. But they just don't have that player to play with them yet. So, you know, and then San Luis try to find ways because the team haven't really been scoring. So he tried to put a goal scorer with, with a guy like Suzuki that could feed one side and then the other side, one side Cofield, the other side Hoffman. So, you know, that's the thing. 
it's weird because you, we all know that Drouin, Hoffman, and Daldanov is not in the future of this team. And But you know what? Montreal has to find ways to raise their value so they could trade them all at the deadline. But the way things are going right now, they're not going to go anywhere. And you want it, you need to get rid of these salaries. You don't want them anymore. Anyway, the wine's contract is up. We know they're not going to resign them. But, you know, I'm surprised for a guy in his contract here that is not playing even harder to show all the other NHL team that, you know, he could still be good and he, he deserve a long-time contract, right? Because this is his contract year. And he doesn't look like a guy. He looks like a guy that, that has a five-year deal and is just going through the motion. doesn't look a guy like desperate that he wants to play in the NHL more. And Dadanov looks like he's going to pack it in and go play in the KHL when this is done. So, and you have this in your lineup, and you rotate them in the top lines to raise their value. You know, what I, what I thought that Martin Stanley was going to do this year when he coached, I thought he was going to go with merits. If you go with merits, um, Pitlick should have never been sidelined. Pitlick was out like for a couple of games after scratch. Are you kidding me? For these guys, Pitlick should be playing every game. That right there showed everyone that, you know what, I'm doing this to help my GM because he wants to trade these guys at the line, so let's help them put value to it. But you know what? When you do that, you lose respect to, to, to the other players because they know that these guys are not deserving to be there. We all know why they're doing it. So why are you – like it's eight games into the season. Give us a chance. If this guy is not helping us win, let's give the chance to the other young kids that will help you win because you know what? The players, they don't want to tank. They want to win. That's the nature of sport. You want your rookies to learn how to win because if you lose uh, and all you know is about losing, you're never going to win. Look at Edmonton. Edmonton got the first pick every year. For 10 years, they never made the playoff. They learned how to lose. They couldn't win with these guys anymore until they, they drafted McJesus and then he brought back this team into playoff and then everything changed. A losing mentality in a team is rotten. And then you bring, it doesn't matter who else you bring in after, if it's implanted in the system, then guys forget how to win. That's why it is so important to have a guy that wants to play, guys that wants to compete. So these young guys are surrounded with veteran that knows how to win, that don't care about what people are saying about, you should tank, we should go for Bedar, we should have the top three picks next year. No, those kids, they want to show that we don't need Bedar. I could make the difference. What do you think Caulfield and Suzuki thinks when they're hearing guys talking about Bedard? They don't want to see him. That means that if they see him next year, if they have a chance to draft him, they finish last again. So that means that Suzuki is not going to have a better year than he had last year, and Caulfield too. We don't want that. We want them to evolve. Like, Caulfield is doing so good right now. He's one of the top scorers in the NHL. He's finishing up. He's starting the year like he finished up last year. So that's why when I'm looking at all this, it's positive. But there's some veterans that you have to find ways. You have to have the guts to push them aside because if you don't do so, I don't think it's a good example for the players that are there right now. Well, you bring up an interesting point, and and I think we'll uh, before just before we wrap up, there's one more player that I wanted to talk about because he had a pretty good game. He was held off the score sheet, but he he almost made it on when he rang one off the post. I, I thought it was it looked like it went into me with yeah. Sean Monahan because that guy, I mean. He, you want to talk about raising value at the deadline. I mean, this guy, it looks like he's going to go for six first round picks. Uh, but, <laughs> by the, but by the other, but by the other side, when you have a guy playing like that, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I'm in favor of just maximizing the value and, you know, 
thank you for your service, you know, go, go win your, go be on a cup contending team. But, you know, Shanahan looked like a guy who wants to be here and he's, you know, re- trying to rejuvenate his career. And, and it's just, it's just a really nice thing to see for a veteran p- player to buy in to the team, knowing what the season was going to look like. Well, you know, last year, this guy uh, played hurt. And when you get hip surgery and you go back playing again, some players are never the same. Some players, they don't recover from it. And all the injuries, everything that he's been back from, and now he's playing pain-free, and uh, every game is just getting better, is getting back into the groove, is pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and, and I know the goal is obviously to train around the deadline. So I do hope that he does bring his value up, but at least he's trying. We see that he's creating things, and he's trying. And the thing is, is that if he, he keeps doing good, he could be interesting a team. And he's one of the veterans that I could really see giving something good back in return for the Canadians. But for the other, th- for the other three, uh, you'd be lucky to get a, you know, a, a bunch of tape or sticks in exchange. <laughs> a bag of pucks. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, that- it'll be kind of like, uh, it was pretty surprising, but when... Vegas traded Pacioretty to, to Carolina for future consideration, which pretty much they gave him away. Um, yeah. You know, for the ego of a player, that you know, it's crazy when you look at the fact that Suzuki came in for for Pacioretty and Pacioretty was giving away. And you know, the other two, the other guys that are, that we're talking about, Dwayne Hoffman and and uh, and Dadanov is going to be the same thing. You're going to want to give him away, but who's going to take him? Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I guess we'll see where this all goes because, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we'll end on the positive of, uh, you know, Sean Monahan was was great. Been a great, uh, great acquisition for free, for free. Like Pacioretty was sent, right. over, was sent over to uh, Carolina for free. Uh, right. George, what's your big picture? What, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's game? Man, it's just uh, often... You know, when a goalie is doing good, yeah, players, we look at one another, we're like, let's still want for him. And they did. And uh, for me, that's what it is, is the fact that usually uh, with like young D-men corp like this and Montambo, if you would have told me before, if I didn't watch the score, you say, George, we got, uh, we got bombarded 44 shots tonight. I'd say, oh, man, was that a slaughter? <laughs> you told me, no, we won. I wouldn't have believed it. So that right. right there is showing the guys that a lot of confidence to, to their goalie is going to grow. A lot of confidence to the kid. that they, Because Buffalo is doing good. By the way, they had a good record this year. They're doing good this year. So you beat a really good team. People are going to stop saying that every time they win, it was a bad team because Buffalo had a great start of the season. So that's why if looking at that, you have to give some credit to the team. So to win on the road, Montalvo stealing a game. Goulet first goal. Man, it's... It's amazing because, um, you know, for the confidence of Gouli and, and Montambo and riding the first thought of this road trip is amazing. Uh, prediction for Saturday night in St. Louis? Um, Saturday night in St. Louis is going to be Allen against his former team. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that the competition between both goalies, uh, Allen is going to want to show everyone that, uh, hey, I'm the number one, not Montambo. So how about I'm positive again and I say that uh, – much I'll win it at a close one again. I love it because you know why? It's going to drive Tony crazy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, if he could, uh, but well, apparently 
he put all his money into his $5,000 mic. So his <laughs> mic that is as expensive as people's car. So, you know, how good is that having that good of equipment, but having shitty internet service dial up, distributed <laughs> that you have to dial up to get your internet and you can't even see him. <laughs> Well, that's it. And I'm getting well. I'm getting word back from uh, from Master Control to uh, that you're still on the hook. You're still on the hook. I, I was going to let you go, but they want you to stay. So uh, I guess I, I guess I could ask you. I mean, who? The answer seems to be in house for the first line. Uh, you know, the third guy. Who who would you like to see them try on the first line? And, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, who's the backup? Because, I, I mean, I, I like what Josh Anderson brings there. I, yeah, he's but bringing you, it. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not separating Dvorak, Anderson, and Gallagher. Mm. You, you got your second line right there. So, yes, I like Anderson when he was there to open up the ice for them. So it, it was awesome. But, no, you need a good second front line, and you have it now. You have it now. You can't touch it. Dvorak, I, I love him. You know, he hasn't been lucky point-wise, but he's working always creating things. So that line, you're not touching it. But, you know, it's tough because now in the first line, they're going to rotate between, uh, you know, I'm disappointing a bit of in Dak, Kirby Dak, because, you know, Chicago are not stupid. You don't give up on a form, mm. former first-round pick for no reason, right? They're in rebuilding. He's only 21 years old. Do people ever realize why would Chicago let a 21-year-old go? When you're rebuilding, why would they do that? And, you know, he's a big guy, but to me, like, he's not a center. He's a winger, can win face-off. He, if you can't win face-off in Chicago, when you have the best, one of the best center and best two-way player in the NHL for a long time, Jonathan Taze, he cannot teach you how to win face-off. How are you going to learn how to do this in Montreal? So that's why I still think that he's finding himself. So he can be in the top line for sure with these two guys. I guess Monaghan and Hoffman are going to alternate one and two to be there. They won tonight. Coach don't change winning lineup, so Hoffman is going to stay there anyway. But uh, you know, just a matter of time. They're going to are they going to do this for a year until Stefanski developed himself good enough to eventually be there? Uh, who knows? But so far, uh, I'll just see this candidate in the top line being switching back and forth all the time. So you have one guess because I don't know if you see it on your screen, but I see it on my screen. A third square popped up. Do you, do you know who? Do you have a guess as to who that might be? Uh, well, if I, if we don't see anything, it's, it could be Tony because we don't see him and there's an internet problem. But uh, uh, no, well, that's it. Yeah. We, we we got we got the man back. I hope this works. Tony, are you there? <laughs> That's actually, that, that, it's funny because that's actually how you breathe. So, oh my God, man. You, guys, you guys are boring me to death. I'm going to be the first member of the media who's going to jump off the new Champlain Bridge. Can, can you guys get me excited about the project or what? I'm here in LaSalle. Usually it takes a while for me to fall asleep. I need to have a couple of pizzas and a couple of slubs. I need to have some carbs to put me to sleep. What, what's going on here? Hey, actually, Tony, uh, since you don't have any internet, we can see you. Before, uh, I go. Do you want me to sing you that song in Italian that I promised you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which song you want to sing me in Italian? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting jealous because I became the hottest singer in town, and now you want to steal my thunder. Go ahead. Why don't you do this? Seeing as uh, there are copyright laws and we cannot actually play registered music on YouTube because they'll kick us off, 
We have no other choice but to sing our own songs. So why don't you go ahead? Just, you sing a song, and then I'll sing a song. Okay, but just so you know, I'm not trying to steal your thunder because uh, I'm not Thank Italian. You. I don't speak Italian. I'm picking Thank an Italian you. song to make you happy. Yeah. But yeah. you know, and you tell you could tell me if I did good with pronunciation. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Because I'm I'm just I'm doing this by the way. I'm always looking for a plan B, right? A backup plan. That's the yeah, only perfect. reason why I sing. Okay, go ahead. Awesome. So for everyone, just let you know. Um, I mean, if you guys saw Money Heist, uh, La Casa de Papel, mm. I will be singing yeah, Bella yeah, Ciao yeah. for you guys, okay? I'll try to sing yeah, yeah, Bella yeah, yeah, Ciao, yeah. okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Una mattina, mi sono salto. Oh, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Ciao, Ciao. Una mattina, mi sono salto. E ho trovato l'invaso. O partigiano, o canaria. Oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 paragino, o paramia, che non sento di morir. How was that, Tony? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You, you got the kinks out of the way. Now, you ready? You want to do it with me together? A duet? Okay, okay, okay. Let's do <laughs> you it. You know, like you and Lucic. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. On five. Four, three, two, one. Una mattina, mi sono saltato. Ovvero ciao, 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 ciao. partigiano, portami via. Sedile. Ciao, bella, ciao, bella, ciao, 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 partigiano, portami via. Che mi sento di morire. There's a delay because you entered it. It's too shitty. The sit podcast means shitty. I'm not on the internet right now. I'm on my house phone. I called in. (laughs) (laughs) That's even worse. Tony, Tony, you know what? I'm going to say what uh, what I think George was thinking the entire time you took it solo, which is uh, I think you better find a new plan B. Hey, I, you know what? I didn't have any music in the background there. Oh yeah, that's why. Did yeah, that's hey, hey, did I? I didn't either. Uh, George did it. And he. I, I ever sang that song. Okay, I don't even know the lyrics. All right. Okay, yeah. I've heard I that took one myself before. out of my comfort zone. I was willing to take myself out of my comfort zone and do that. I'm the only one who would have had the courage to do that. By the way, George sings this song 24 hours a day. He wakes up, he looks in the mirror, he sings the song, he takes the shower, he sings the song. I've never sang this song before at all. Tony, I never did it either. I I heard you sing. No, no, Tony, I've heard you sing Italian. I was looking for an Italian song. I found out that in a movie they were singing in Italian because I was looking for it. And I thought, hey, let's learn the lyrics and I'll do it for you. I did it for you and that's it. I'm not Pavarotti. I know know that. I suck at singing. (laughs) But I wanted to make people laugh. But I think that your internet problem is making people laugh way more than my son but, right now. George, if you want to make people laugh, just show them the highlights of when you used to skate. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many games have you played in the NHL? Uh, on NHL, uh, <laughs> PlayStation, a lot of them. In real life, <laughs> how many How many hat tricks you got in the NHL? That's where I was going to go next. How many two-goal games? Yes. Yeah, I think one was on a breakaway, was it not? How many two-goal games you got on Dominic Asak? Wow. Tell me the truth. Was that game fixed? No, <laughs> Dominic Asak. Come on. 
Tony, hey, I we could go, I, listen, I could go on and on like this, so you could laugh as no, much as no, you no, want. I know that. I, know I played, thir I I played 13 years in the NHL. I played 13 years in the NHL. You can laugh as much as you want. Haters always going to hate. That's what no, they no, do. No, no, I'm not laughing. But I love it. But I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's say this. I think Dominic Kasich, at his most dominant, was the most dominant goalie of all time. Yes, I think so too. It wasn't for an extended period of time. It was several years, and it wasn't a decade or 15 years. But you take every goalie in the history of the National Hockey League yeah. at their most dominant, I think the dominator was the best one. He was the most dominant. Yeah, I, I agree. And I got him. I got him. The two goals that I got him is when he was at his most dominant uh, in Buffalo. I wanted to get him when he was at his best. Otherwise, my goal wouldn't have counted. You know, George, you know what I remember about Dominic Kasich? And I'm sure you'll probably remember this. But um, when the Penguins won the Cup, and I'm trying to remember which final it was. And I, it was, you know, I don't remember if it was. I think it was 92 because I think in 91 that they beat Minnesota. Anyway, I could be wrong. But when they won one of their two cups there, they played Chicago one year. And Eddie Belfour, I believe, was the goalie for the Blackhawks. And Dominic Kasich came off the bench when the Penguins had lit up Eddie Belfour. And Mario Lemieux had a breakaway on Dominic Kasich. And as you know, when Mario's in alone on a goaltender, Everyone knows where Mario's going to put it. Right-handed shot. He's going to put it top corner, glove side, right under the bar. But even though you know he's going there, he's scoring anyway. And Dominic Kasich, who I think came off the bench at like age 28 or whatever it was, made a glove stop on, off Mario Lemieux on a breakaway. And that was the moment that Dominic Kasich became Dominic Kasich. Yeah. Tony, yeah, sure. You, uh, when you want to make sense in hockey, just agree with me. Yeah, just agree. Okay, Tony. Tony, you want to make sense in hockey? How about you agree with us? Uh, I mean, we didn't get because your internet is so bad and you can't afford better. It's very bad. Uh, very bad. I don't know. What's it's going horrible. On. It's honestly, it's horrible. It's honestly embarrassing. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's worse: the fact that you know the, the internet, or that I had somebody come to my house and put extenders all over the place, rewire everything. And I had a bigger problem than I had before. Now I know why well, I didn't pay him. Yeah, well, that's what we call it, having alligator arms. You, don't, you can't reach your pocket <laughs> and you're getting shitty service. So the best part is not only that I have a technical difficulty to go on my podcast, that when I was calling my podcast, Agnello wasn't answering the phone. I had to send them a text message to say, you want to answer my damn call? Then finally, when he did, he put me on hold, and then he hung up on me. And then I okay. called back, and you know what he said? Where did you go? I, 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 I'm sure that all the listeners are really happy to hear that right now. Yeah. I guess it's I unbelievable. No, no, no. There, is, there, there is some things that you just don't share, Tony. Come on. No, no, listen to me. What, is an old what, you, what are you doing right now? Just this is a, say this good is night to everyone. Right You'll now, be better tomorrow. Right now, I'm in, I'm in my, uh, my bachelor with my feet up on the desk, talking to you guys off my portable phone here, my cordless. This is an open book concept here. Whatever we have to share, we share. <laughs>
I have no problem throwing a yellow under the bus. He's got no problem throwing me under the bus. Hey, George, thanks for coming on today because we don't, you're a regular every Thursday. But, uh, you know, you've gone, you've gone some overtime here. Oh, are you I'm kidding? Yes, that. I have. I'm, I'm watching the Ravens game right now at the same time. And now, you know, I, yeah, I've done overtime to help you out because your thing went down. But I also love football, yeah. so I'm watching here. Yeah. Yeah. So tell now, the, uh, the, the, the Ravens are up 24 13, eh? Yes, they are. They are. See, that's what he did. He, he went off his podcast to, to, to watch football. football. Game. He just wanted yes. to watch football. So and, he makes you watch work over, and he makes you work overtime for it. Yeah. You know what? I'm not, I'm not watching the football game. I'm taping the football game, but I just decided to go to the, uh, yeah. you know, get the scores oh, yeah. and stuff like that. That's yeah. basically what happened. You know what, Tony, I'm watching the game. Thank you. Thank you for the invite, Tony. I'm going to go watching the game. So bye, everyone. It was awesome. And I'll, hey, I'll, see, you, I'll, see, you to, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to be at the station tomorrow. I'm bringing cannolis. Bring vegan stuff, not shitty, like, <laughs> like, like dairy stuff shitty with pus, morphine, and blood. And, and because the, the combination of dairy is pus, morphine, and blood. Don't bring that hey, to the station. Hey, 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 for listen me. to me. Listen to me. We have one life to live. You want me to bring you vegan stuff? Yes. But how are you going to fill your stomach? Listen. Well, what do you want me to bring exactly? No, before we what would you want me to bring you exactly tomorrow? Whatever you want me to bring you, I'll bring you. What do you want me to bring you? Fruits. Fruits? Fruits. Yeah. You know what I... Uh, I know you're allergic to fruits. I know you're allergic to fruits, but I want fruit. No, 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 no. Hey, listen to me. I am a big, big fan of fruits. I love figs. I love cactus pears. <laughs> I love peaches. I love strawberry. I love cantaloupe. I love pineapple. But of all the fruits, I love yellow kiwi. You know what my favorite fruit is? Take a guess. Uh, I don't know. A nice cold watermelon out of the fridge. Th that is my favorite too. I swear to God. It's really? Eh? Why don't you bring that tomorrow? Bring watermelon tomorrow. Well, you know, I don't I have just, I, house right I, now. I, 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 just, I deserve it to bring you water for, the, for the overtime that I've done. I deserve it. You, you could go to a 24 hours grocery store. What's going to be open at 7 a.m.? There's 24 hours grocery store open in Montreal. Do a little detour, oh, really? a 10 minute, a 10 minute detour to go pick up some watermelon, cut it up and bring it yeah. to the station. I'll eat it. Okay. So text me where I can go tomorrow to pick up this watermelon and I'll go pick it up. There's something George, called Google. There's something George, called George. Google on the internet. George, that's You'll the find that's it. the problem. He can't he can't use his internet. Can't he can't internet, even use George. Google. Yeah. Can't even use Google. Forty five minutes. I'm trying to log on. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm you know I'm tomorrow on here. I'm gonna pick on you so much. You're never gonna hear the end of this for a long time, Tony. Oh, I'll never forget. No, no, October twenty seventh. What? That I had a technical difficulty with my internet. Yes, on your sick podcast. But guess what? Guess what? Even with the technical difficulty, because of the internet, Matt taking over, you doing it as well, me on the phone, this is the best show on radio in Montreal right now. Right now, <laughs> there's nothing better on the air in Montreal. You know that, eh? Well, I, I know we're probably the most entertaining. 
I, I can't self probably I cannot I can't self myself anything. <laughs> I let people be the judge of it, but right now we're pretty funny, I think. No, no, we're we are very funny. Yeah. I will I see agree. you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, guys. With a watermelon in hand. You know Perfect. Bro, you know what boy, the best was a part is? Boy, was the best part. When I show up at the station, everyone will be thinking I'm carrying a watermelon from afar, but it's actually going to be my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Big George. Bro, it was a pleasure doing it with you. I'm sure we're going to do it many times together because Tony, yeah, yeah I've had internet problems. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm going to, you, you know what much, I'm going to do with Matt O'Han now? I'm actually going to tell him my George Lorac story, okay? Because, uh, you know, you and I have talked about it several times, but I bet you George, Matt never heard it. And I bet you that those who are watching right now on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, they probably never heard it either. So you go back to your football game and I'll share our story. Okay, perfect. See you guys. All right, thanks, thanks, George. Have a good rest of your night. Matt, you ready All for right. this one? Yeah, hit me time. And by the way, I could go on the internet and open up my uh, camera and stuff like that. But if it's going to be blurry and everyone's going to tell me it's blurry, that's the yeah. reason why I'm not doing it, okay? So that's the reason why I'm on the phone, okay? For, so what, it, for what it's worth, you said, for what it's worth, just before you go on, uh, you did sound crystal clear. Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah. so here I am at the old station. Mm-hmm. and walk in that morning doing the show George Larac that year there was the earthquake in Haiti and mm-hmm. George wanted to raise money so that he can help out Haiti so I remember one night it's a Saturday night I'm at home I'm watching the game probably about 15 minutes after the game is over and I knew, I knew George, you know, pretty good, but not more than that. Mm-hmm. So 15 minutes after the game's over on a Saturday night, George calls me. See a number on my phone, whatever. I pick it up. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's George Lorac. Hey, George. Yeah. Good game. Yeah, thank you. Listen, I, I, I want to do stuff to support Haiti and stuff like that and whatever. And I'm thinking of uh, doing, um, doing uh, maybe some kind of um, auction on the air, I can give away tickets. We can do a meet and greet. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. Are you in? Sure. I'd be more than happy to help you out, George. No problem. Let's get it done. So now we have the auction over the next week or two or whatever on the air. You know, I help George raise money for Haiti. And then George has to deliver the tickets to the hockey game because part of the auction he was giving away, there were two tickets to the hockey game, meet and greet with a player after the game and all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Walk in one day, do the show, and Bob Ganey has a press conference that he's going to announce that he's bought out George Lorac. All right? He's bought out George yeah. Lorac. So when I go to break so that we can air the Ganey press conference that he's bought out George Lorac. While I'm in studio watching it, and then I have to comment on it after the press conference, I have to comment on it on air. Guess who walks into the studio? George Lorac, naturally. So he walks in and he goes, hey, um, you know, I got some time on my hands now, so I showed up to give you the tickets. Hey, what's going on over here? I said, well, your GM is talking about you. Oh, really? So he said, all right. So he sat down and we watched the press conference together of Bob Ganey talking about buying out George Lorac. 
And then when, we, when I went back on air, I couldn't say that I had George with me in studio because obviously he couldn't talk. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because he was paid to stay home and he couldn't talk. He couldn't say anything. Oh, right? Wow. Yeah. When you're bought out, you can't start talking because if you start talking, well, then all of a sudden you're not going to be paid anymore. Yeah, breach of contract. So he didn't comment on that and whatever, but that was uh, my George Lorac story. While they were having the press conference announcing that he was bought out, he was actually in studio with me. Watching wasn't that also on television. Was it, wasn't that a couple games after he had scored two goals against Dallas, like right after the earthquake? If I remember I correctly. I don't remember that. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember that. I, I, remember, remember, I remember him scoring twice against Dallas. And it, I think it was – I could be wrong, but I may have been – it was definitely his first goals of the season at that point. But, uh, mm -hmm. wow, that's, uh, that's quite a story right there. It's a pretty good story, eh? I mean, did he give you a noogie or something after? Or was, I mean, you guys uh, – your relationship has only grown since then, I would imagine. Yeah, no, no. And, and then uh, – and that's where our relationship started. Uh, and, um, you know, we didn't have a chance to work together all that much over the years. And, and now obviously I'm working for the same radio station that he's working for. So I get to see him every now and then because, uh, I'm on the air with, uh, with a BPM sports 91.9 on your FM dial, uh, Monday to Friday at around, uh, eight Oh five. And, um, on Jean-Charles Lajoie's show called Premier Contar, and then mm. following Jean-Charles show is Gilbert Delorme's show. And then following Gilbert Delorme's show is George Larac and Max Truman. Now, you want to laugh? Here's another go one ahead. for you. When I usually go into studio on Fridays, you know, I don't right. have to, but I just decide to go by. I bring them with, I bring them pastries and stuff like that and whatever. And I just want to show my, I like showing my face and being part of the team and stuff like that, right? Mm. When I go in on Fridays, now, George is on at 11, okay? Yeah. When I go in on Fridays and I get there at around 7.45 for my 8.05 hit, George is there already, okay? Mm -hmm. George is there at 7.45 at for his 11 a.m. show. Now, do you know what time he actually gets there at? For an 11 a.m. show. For an 11 a.m. show. Do you know what time he gets there at? Uh, I'm going to say 10, 15, 10 o'clock. I just told you that when I get there at seven 45, he's already there. Mm. You're not so listening. You may... Are you? Uh, I'll be honest. I was uh, reading some comments there. In, and you sit in the chair that you sit in. You're <laughs> obviously not a very good listener. I was uh, I was doing a lot of listening uh, to George Lerac before. Uh, if you were catching yeah. the interview, I'm gonna, I was just saying this story now. If, no, I, I, I'll be honest. I did. I did blank near the end. I blanked. I blanked near the end. Okay, he gets in again. for an 11 a.m. Yeah. show, give or take, at around six o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I said to him last time I was there. I said, George, what are you doing here? He said, I like to get in early to do my prep work. I said, but you know what? There's so many people around. You'd probably be able to concentrate a whole lot more and have a lot more focus if you actually mm. did it at home. And I don't remember exactly where it is that he lives, but he told me he, has, he would have so much traffic if he would wait to go to the station at 8 o'clock in the morning. So he ends up leaving at 6 a.m. instead, so he doesn't get any traffic. Wow. 6 a.m.? Yeah. Wow.
I used uh, to show sure. up for a 10 a.m. show. I used to drive my uh, my son to school, mm-hmm. get him to school on the West Island at around 7.45, 8 a.m. max, yeah. and then drive from the West Island to the station, get in at around 8.40 in the morning. I can't believe you show. used to do that because, I mean, we work together, right? Um, so yeah. I just can't believe yeah. you used to do do that because I remember when I was when I was going to school at Dawson, like – I was living in Dollard, and if I hit the road for an 8 a.m. class at 7.30, I was so screwed. Uh, but if I hit the road at 7.25, not a, not a car on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I used, to, I used to make it all the time. There's When we were at that building, which was at René Levesque and Papineau, yeah, yeah. there's one day, one day, and I was there in that building – for about 10 years in the previous building on green Avenue for 10 years. And on that building on Papino for about 10 years, mm-hmm. I was never late with the exception of one day, but one day I was driving and uh, I'm on the highway and there's a bunch of cop cars, there's fire trucks and there's ambulance and they've shut off. They've closed off everything. You cannot use Ville Marie. And everyone had to get off at Atwater exit. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, like there's what, there's usually what three lanes or whatever. And plus, you know, the, plus the exit, everybody, those three lanes were all shut off. Everyone had to get off at Atwater exit. And I remember there were like, a, you know, I don't know, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars in front of me. And I said, Oh no. I mean, I'm going to end up being late for work because we were just, we were not moving at all. And by the time the updates, the commercials, the this, the that, sometimes we get into show at around 10.05, 10.06. I remember running in the building, sitting down, opening the mic, and I was on air like 10 seconds later. That's the only time in that building where I was like, oh my God. The show's going to start. I'm not going to be here. And uh, luckily, when the show started, I was there because I would have never been able to live with myself if I wasn't, even though it was kind of out of my control. And uh, I always get in at around 8.30, 8.40 for a 10 a.m. show. So I'd use that hour 20, hour 30 to prep. And I probably had prepped about two to three hours the day before. So there's probably about three or four hours of prep work for a three-hour show. Yeah, see, it's not uh, it's not as simple as everyone thinks of just uh, flipping on a camera, flipping on a mic. Uh, Tone, let me ask you this. Um, life let's is, uh, because life, life we're 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 going overtime, right? I mean, you're not going overtime because uh, I mean, you basically had the night off, but it's okay because you helped yeah. me out last week. I'll give you the credit. You helped me out last week. Now, so, by the uh, way. Just yeah. so people know, let's be transparent with them, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you correct me if I'm wrong. You can tell them, Go right? Ahead. Just be they yeah. might not believe me. Yeah. I was not supposed to work tonight, correct? No, you weren't. You were not. You were not. I was not supposed to work tonight uh, because um, I was invited at an event. And while I was at the event, I watched the hockey game while at the event. And I called Matt and I said, um, you know, I filled in for Matt last week and he owed me one. So I said, Matt, uh, I'm going to need you 
I said, should I be able to make it back on time? Um, maybe I can end up doing it. Maybe we can do it together. I said, but you go on the basis that you are doing the show tonight. Yeah. And so I was able to make it home like three minutes before the show. Yeah, nine fifty-seven. And I exactly. It so happened <laughs> that the internet was out of whack, and it was it all it all ended well because you were ready to go because I had told you go on the basis that you're doing the show tonight. Yeah, exactly. We now, had a nice phone I want to say this. this morning. Go ahead. Even though I had all kinds of internet problems, I watched the entire show from my phone. All right, and you go were ahead. really good. Hey, and I always knew you were really good. Right. That I, when, when we worked, well, together. well, when we worked together, you always gave me the utmost respect. You always told me, you always told me that uh, behind, like after the show, you would tell me really good show uh, before the show. Hey, I'd like working with you. Let's work. We should work together more often. You were always telling me that. And uh, you told me that when you came forward to me, uh, calling me a couple weeks ago saying, uh, you want me to, you want me to work with you on this thing. And, um, you have a lot of potential. You have a lot of talent. And um, it wasn't right if you weren't going to work in the business anymore. So I'm, I'm happy that you got this opportunity. And uh, I know you're going to make the best of it. And I know you're going to be really good. And usually you are going to be hosting on Fridays. Correct. I hosted last Friday for you because you had a previous engagement. Tomorrow, you're going to be going solo, but you will be joined by a guest, Stu Cowan of the Montreal yeah, Gazette.com will be your guest tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, you're going to start at 10 p.m. And uh, one of the things you're going to do, you're also going to recap Thursday Night Football and you're going to preview the football action on the weekend. But of course, you will start with Habs and then go to football. Correct. That so, is 100% yeah. correct. That's what's on tap for yes. tomorrow. But Tone, let's end and I have on a hot birthday tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's your 50th birthday tomorrow. No, no, no. My 50th birthday is actually going to be on the 23rd of November. Okay. So if everyone watching wants to get some kind of gift to me or leave me in their will, wants to leave me a condo in Florida or, sure. you know, an electric SUV or anything of considerate, you know, considerable value, I'd be more than happy to take that off their hands. Yeah, that's very no, no, kind of you. My buddy's 50th birthday tomorrow. It actually was okay. his 50th birthday last week. But he's hosting his own party tomorrow, which I expected to be like an unbelievable party. Though I would think there's going to be a couple hundred people there tomorrow. Wow. Well, so Tony, he owns his own reception hall. So I would imagine yeah, that he can get some tomorrow night that I'm going to see is going to be something uh, unbelievable. So Tone, uh, how about we do this because we didn't get your uh, we didn't get your take on the hockey game because you you kind of pulled me in and George in yeah. just as you kind of recap the game. Why don't we do this? And Yellow and Sammy, why don't you prop up uh, a couple hockey questions that uh, that came in throughout the show, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 I'll kind of shoot the I'll shoot them at you, and uh, we'll uh, you'll answer the question, Tone. So uh, this first one comes from Greg Good. M, who's listening on YouTube. Uh, who is your Habs MVP so far? I mean, Suzuki's got the most. 
most points with Caulfield. Uh, one of the two. Hmm. I would say Suzuki's been their best player, but I mean, you can make a case for anybody. I get well, not anybody, but you can make a case for you can make a case for Caden Gouldy. You can make. I could hear it. Harris. Yeah, I could hear that. You can make a case for Suzuki, and you can make a case for uh, for uh, Caulfield. There's no other forward you can make a case though for, right? Other than Suzuki and Caulfield, there's no other forward you can make a case for. I mean, you can make a case that they were very that they've been. I could think of a couple forwards that have been very good, but MVP, like Sean Monahan, those are the two. Yeah, Sean Monahan was the one I had in mind. He's been fantastic. Yeah, but you, I, you can't make a stronger case for Monahan as you can for Suzuki and Kong. No, 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 no chance, no chance. Um, you know, uh, Jake Allen when he's been in there has been very good. Yeah, gives him a chance to win. So Allen, Suzuki, Caulfield, Gooley. Hey, you know who was very good tonight. Go ahead. You know, he's given a hard time by many, but David Savard was very good tonight. Oh, my God. He was fantastic. He was so, so David good Savard tonight. David Savard was very, very good tonight. He didn't get a star. He was very good tonight. Yeah. You know what? Uh, George, George said it. Uh, you know, he le- he's second. I think he's second in the NHL in blocks. And, and Tone, you know, with the with the season that the Canadians are in store for, uh, you know, it's it's only eight games in. I'm not prepared to call them a 500 team. You know, for him to go out there, knowing what he knows in the type of season it's supposed to be, and just going out there and putting his body on the line night after night, I mean, that really goes a long way, at least to his teammates. And then when you get rewarded for those efforts, like you did tonight, made a couple good plays that ended up having having his name on the on the score sheet twice. Yeah, that go, then you start to get the recognition from the fans, and and that really goes yeah. a long way. And obviously, obviously Gallagher and Josh Anderson were good tonight too for the Canadians. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's get yeah. another question up on Yellow and Sammy. Yeah. Uh, so which two players will come out of the lineup when Armia and Slavkov are able to play? That one comes from Steve. Armia and Slavkovsky are able to play. Which two players will come out of the lineup? Um, I'm, I got one player. I don't know if that's one. Yeah, I agree. And um, it's funny because if you go on last game's ice time, yeah, go ahead. you would say Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And if you look at tonight's ice time, Doc didn't get a lot of ice time, but at the same time, if Doc is a centerman, but then again, you can move Monaghan to center. I, I, I would say, I would say Dadanov is one for sure, and uh, other than that, I would say maybe Pitlick. I don't think, I don't think he's going to take out Hoffman, and I don't think he's going to take out Droy. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he will. And that's it. It's you're not going. I mean, but are I you going based off of that enough? And I got to tell you, that enough. I knew there was he wasn't the same player that he was a couple of years ago in Vegas. Yeah, I didn't know he was this slow. Oh man, yeah, it, it was noticeable. Like I did not know period. that he was this slow. Like he is slow to the point where he's not dangerous at all because he yeah. is slow. Yeah, there was a there was a play in the third period. You know, he had a little dangle around the net, 
I, I think that was the only time I had noticed him in the third period because the intensity just ramped up so much. You know, both teams were just really throwing everything they have at the net and at the other team. Yeah. And, and you know, I just I, I couldn't for the life of me notice him. I don't even know if he got more than that shift in the third period. But uh, yeah, yeah. You, you could say that again. He was uh, he was very slow. Uh, hey, Tony, let me ask you just before, because uh, we're working we're working overtime right now, um, but we got to wrap it up at some point. Uh, so do you have a prediction? Because the next time we're going to hear you or see you on the sick podcast is going to be on Monday. Because uh, I'm, like you said, I'm going to be uh, holding the reins again tomorrow night. Uh, you got a pred- prediction for uh, Saturday night in St. Louis? Look, I'm going to go with the Blues to win because let's not forget, albeit this was a huge win tonight, mm-hmm. uh, Samuel Montembeau pulled a, a rabbit out of his hat. The Blues are coming off a 6 2 loss to the Predators in Nashville tonight. I think the Blues will rebound. I think St. Louis doubles up on the Canadians and beat them by a score of four to two on Saturday. Well, there you have it. Uh, I would. Uh, again, I'm going to go. You're, you're talking to a guy who is like he's got five out of his last seven predictions wrong. Right. I mean, like right uh, now my confidence in in terms of predictions it's not high. Uh, well, I've been listening to you uh, occasionally on the mornings when I'm in the car uh, on my way to the metro. Uh, I've been listening to you make your uh, bet nine nine picks, and uh, you, you've got uh, yeah, well, you've got at a one fair point, bit, right? I think I was twelve of fourteen. Like I was, yeah, five. exactly, yeah. You were, you were, yeah. You ride the and wave. Now I'm like two of seven. Two yeah, wins I've... and like five losses in my last seven or something like that. It's not good. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and uh, unless uh, Lamar Jackson somehow gets uh, five more rushing yards in this game, which I don't see happening, uh, I'm going to be uh, not doing well either. Working on a loss tonight, but uh, I've been hot on the uh, sun on on Sunday picks. I, I've been hot the last two weeks. I think I've pulled I've pulled in a, a fair bit of a fair bit of coin. So Tony, thank you very much for hopping on, even with the uh, with the you. internet problems. And uh, that's it for us on the Once Sick again. Podcast. I wasn't supposed to do the show to begin with. Yeah, this is like problems was a sign that it just wasn't my night and was your night. But I'm glad you took advantage of the opportunity. And Tony, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you prepped me for it. Don't don't be this good all the time. Uh, see that I can't promise you because uh, I did tell you back when uh, back when we did start working together that I would take your job one day. We didn't know when where it would be. But I'm still gunning. You know, for you. if I happen to lose my voice because of all the singing that I do, you will. But you know, as long as I have my voice and my health, I don't see it happening. Well, we'll you're see. You're talented about that. and you're good. I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm another level. I listen. Sometimes you just need to get fresh legs in I, I understand that. When, when it's your turn, when I'm like ready to hang up the, the microphone, you'll, you'll get your chance. All right. Bye, we'll see about that. Bye, Don. Have a good night and have a good party tomorrow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tone. And thank you to all of you who've tuned in tonight to listen to the sick podcast. Uh, just as a last reminder, we're brought to you by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. 
because the menu will surprise you. And it surprised me the last two times I was there. I was shocked at the at the quality of food that I was getting. You know, I, I, what did I have? I think I had a honey sriracha burger. It was fantastic. Chicken burger. It was fantastic. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow night. We're talking Habs with Stu Cowan. And we're going to talk a little bit of football, tee up the weekend. I'll have some betting picks for you and maybe even a little uh, toss some fantasy questions my way. Thank you, guys. I'm Matt O'Han. Have a great night, everyone. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you. 